your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Friday, April 16th edition of Locked On Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can find me on Twitter at MondoMad12. You can also email me at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com. You could also follow the national show. Locked on NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts, and their Twitter page at Locked on NHL Pod, along with the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me every week to get in on the action. Locker Room. Changing the way we talk sports. So the Florida Panthers are coming off a 3-2 overtime road loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And this was a nationally televised game where the Florida Panthers were on NBCSN. And the now the NHL world knows how good the Florida Panthers are, despite the loss, actually. The Florida Panthers pretty much dominated this whole game from the face-off circle, winning two-thirds of it, the shots on goal, with so many breakaways that the Tampa Bay Lightning allowed for the Florida Panthers. There's so many passes from the Tampa Bay Lightning that they passed right into the slot, and a lot of times you saw like a Gustav Forsling with a block or a Mackenzie Weger or Jonathan Huberto just blocking passes and shots right in front of Chris Drieger. But it just came down to, even though the Tampa Bay Lightning had way fewer chances than the Florida Panthers, they were just able to convert, and the Florida Panthers weren't able to. And you got to give credit to the opposition of Andre Vasilevsky, who was a backup for a few years behind Ben Bishop. And took over the reins just a few years ago. And he has a Stanley Cup. And he's the favorite this year to win the Vesna Trophy. So entering this game, he had a exactly 2.00 goals against average and a 930 save percentage for the season. He starts in about 75% of the Tampa Bay Lightning's games. So a question that a lot of NHL fans, not just Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning fans, or where would they be without Andre Vasilevsky? Because the Tampa Bay Lightning have been slumping of late, and this was an opportunity for the Panthers to really take advantage of the Tampa Bay Lightning's bit of a shaky stretch. The Florida Panthers were coming off a shaky stretch before beating the Dallas Stars just on Tuesday. So the Cats, luckily, with 
their in the scoring department at least got two goals from two players who came back from injury. Their first goals from coming back from injury with Anthony Duclair and Patrick Hornquist. And that's great to see. Some of the reinforcements came into play with Brandon Montour being paired on the third line with Marcus Nutavara to start. And Nikita Gusev was placed on the first line with Alexander Barkov. And Gusev was getting a lot of power play one minutes as well in this one. So a lot of positives to take away from this game despite the loss. But again, credit to the opposition in Vasilevsky with 36 saves. and. On the other side, Vasilevsky also had an assist in this one where the Florida Panthers were caught in a line change. But the season series now for the Florida Panthers is 2-2-1 where they have five points and the Tampa Bay Lightning have six. And there's three games left after last night's 3-2 overtime loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And this is probably one of the chippiest games that the Florida Panthers have had all season with. And it comes with the territory of a Florida, Tampa Bay, and Carolina, all three being tied in points. Yeah, different teams have more games in hand than the other, but you are right there in the points department. And even the fact that this game went into overtime doesn't make the race over but even if the florida panthers lost in regulation it still wouldn't be over you increase your chances by getting that point in a game that you played better than the opposition and let's not forget that the Florida Panthers are playing a Tampa Bay Lightning team that is without a Steven Stamkos that, as I'm recording this, I got a notification saying that Steven Stamkos will miss the next 10 games with a lower body injury for Tampa Bay. And Nikita Kucherov is likely to return for the playoffs. So by the time the playoffs come around, you're likely going to see both of them play. So if you want to avoid them in the first round, then taking care of business and regulation or getting the two, even getting two points while they get one is something that the Florida Panthers will need to find a way to get in game two coming on Saturday. And Coach Q talked about it himself in the pregame presser where he talked about how this is the most important series of the year for the Cats. And it's probably not going to be the last time Coach Q says that. Let's be honest. But when the state rival is the Stanley Cup champions and you are tied with them in points, it can get a little heated and tensions can run high. And most of that was during the ending part of the second period when Montour was cross check unnecessarily by Goudreau. But I mean, that was in a reaction to a Gudis hit on Cervelli. So 
you know, this is gonna this isn't gonna be an easy team to get past because they're gonna try to intimidate the hell out of each other back and forth. The Cats had one defensive play one way I could recall where Forsling stopped a breakaway and then at the other end Victor Hedman stops a breakaway on Duclair. Just remembering that on the top of my head. So their approach is gonna try to be an anything you can do, I can do better kind of deal. So that's kind of what I took away from a game like this where you're battling for the division title against your state rival. In the next segment, I'm going to break down the Florida Panthers' 3-2 to overtime loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning. You've been listening to Locked On Panthers. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds reasonably sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile. Dot com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. As the Florida Panthers are coming off a 3-2 overtime nationally televised road loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And this was a game where some of like I said in the first segment that some of the reinforcements have come into play for the Florida Panthers where Nikita Gusev arrived and was placed on the top line. Not sure how long he'll be there or not sure whether Duclair's going to be sliding back up soon or I know for sure, Carter Verhage is going to occupy that top line spot with Barkov, but whether it's going to be du- Gusev long term or Duclair has yet to be seen. And like I said in the first segment, Gusev played a lot of power play one minutes. Line two was Lucas Walmark in place of Alex Wenberg with Jonathan Huberdeau and Anthony Duclair on the second line. Third line featured Patrick Hornquist, Alex Wenberg, and Frank Vitrano. And this was a matter of Patrick Hornquist going into a little bit of a slump since coming back from injury. Alex Wenberg sliding down and Vitrano, Mr. Clutch, coming in on the left side. And the fourth line was Nolachari, Yuho Lamico, and Owen Tippett. With the defensive pairing being 
Uyghur, Forsling, Yandel, Gudis, and Brandon Montour, newly acquired Panther, Brandon Montour with Marcus Nutavara, with Chris Drieger starting for his second game in a row after getting a win on Tuesday night against the Dallas Stars. So the theme of this game, like I said in my video for Locked On Panthers on the Twitter page that I described in a one-minute video, if you want to see one-minute videos after the games where I quickly say a quick post game before I actually record the podcast, follow LO underscore FLA Panthers, and I do a quick one to one and a half minute description of what happened. But the breakaways, I said in that video that it was breakaways galore for the Florida Panthers that early on was Jonathan Huberto gets through the first defensive pairing line for of Chernak and Victor Hedman. And he's all alone on Andre Vasilevsky. With Brandon Montour being on the third line, I spoke with the host of the Locked On Sabres podcast, Joe DiBiase, about Brandon Montour. And one thing that he told me was that Brandon Montour's, when it comes to passing, he's not the best passer. And early on, I did see a lot of misconnections on passes, but. Brandon Montour actually had a pretty decent Florida Panthers debut with a shot, a block, a plus two, and the Florida Panthers outshot the opposition eight to five when he was on the ice. The Florida Panthers get one going two-thirds of the way through the first period where Patrick Hornquist, on a breakaway, goes backhand on Vasilevsky's short side from a pass from Alex Weinberg and the assist before that, Marcus Nutavara. And Nutavara has his second straight game with a point. The previous game was a primary assist, while this one was a secondary assist. Owen Tippett had an opportunity early where Vasilevsky was just off his crease, and Owen Tippett hits the post. And missed opportunities after missed opportunities for the Florida Panthers is the name of the game. And that was one of the many. And the Panthers, Jonathan Huberto had a beautiful cross-ice pass through the legs of a Tampa Bay Lightning player, I forgot who it was, to set up Anthony Duclair towards the end of the first period. And Duke was just unable to get it past Vasilevsky, and he, that was the beginning of a great night for Vasilevsky, where he had 36 saves. Gus Forsling continues to show why he belongs on the first line, like I said in the post-game show after the win over the Stars. There are plenty of times where the Tampa Bay Lightning tried to force passes into the slot, and Gustav Forsling was there to clear the breakaway and to get the puck going the other way. And there was one situation where... Sorelli was trying to get it to Colton, and Forsling was just pinning Sorelli to the boards, not allowing him to get any space. And that's what you want in a defenseman. And the fact that Coach Q picked this guy off of waivers in from Chicago just goes to show that he continues to find a way to get players who were let go by other teams a chance and. Gustav Forsling is 
really taking advantage of his opportunity. The Tampa Bay Lightning got a hooking call on Andre Palat at the 633 mark. And the first power play the through the first half of it, the Florida Panthers couldn't even get into their own offensive zone. They spent most of the first and part of the second period in their offensive zone. But it went, when it came down to the first part of the power play, that they weren't able to get any offensive zone entries. So that's the frustrating part, that it just flips as soon as you go on the power play. Then towards the end of that power play, the Florida Panthers get it going. A rocket of a shot by Barkoff and Gustav was on the power play one, something noted earlier. And then just after the Florida Panthers get right off the power play, Palat goes one-on-one on Drieger where he's able to stop. Drieger also stops Tyler Johnson going back door where I believe it was Yandel who let him get past him and Drieger was all alone on Tyler Johnson. Forsling later in that period got another stopped another breakaway and like I said in the first segment shortly after like not even 10 seconds after Victor Hedman who's a favorite for the Norris Trophy stops a breakaway from Anthony Duclair. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning score on a power play with, on a hold by Gudis on Colton. And the Florida Panthers were caught in a line change where the Kalorn was breaking away with Sorelli and Vasilevsky. You got to give credit to Vasilevsky, his instincts on that one, where the Florida Panthers were in the middle of a line change. He gets it quickly to Kalorn. And it bounces off the skate, unfortunately, of Mackenzie Weger, and it goes five-hole on Chris Drieger. And this goal was actually changed three times throughout the third period. First, it was credited to Sorelli, then it was back to Kalorn, and then back to Sorelli. So if by the time you listen to this, it flipped back to Sorelli, then just something to keep an eye on so that one might be changed then this is where the tensions really got high after a hit by Gudis on Sorelli which got him on the leg and it helicoptered him to the ice and that's where Gaudreau laid a frustration cross check on Brandon Montour shortly after the whistle blew like at least two seconds after the whistle blew Goudreau with a frustration penalty on Brandon Montour. And Florida went on the power play, ended that period with 115 left on the power play. And there was, not, there was a chance where Vasilevsky was right on his back early in the third period. And Florida Panthers players and Lightning player were crowded all over the crease. Hornquist took a swipe. Nothing. Jonathan Huberdo takes a swipe. Nothing. Shortly after, Duclair gets a holding penalty, but 30 seconds after, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Kalorn, high sticks Mackenzie Weger, and we go four, four on four for a minute 30. Victor Hedman, you, you see the way he plays on the ice, and he's 
a hell of a distributor. Is kind of like a Jonathan Huberdeau for defensemen, but he just lets plays develop and he finds other other players. So we'll get back to Victor Hedman in a little bit. But Jonathan Huberdeau, second time this season, there was a goal by the Florida Panthers where Huberdeau had a spinorama assist to find the open man for the score. Do you guys remember the first time it happened? It was in the very first game that the Florida Panthers played against the Carolina Hurricanes. Their only win against Carolina in the season came on that spinorama play by Jonathan Huberto. It wasn't the game-winning goal, but it was, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was in the second period. It was a spinorama to a cutting Alex Wenberg right in front of James Reimer early in February, I believe. But Jonathan Huberto did it again, where it was a, another breakaway. So both of the Florida Panthers' goals were on breakaways. And Huberto was letting the play develop, like I said about Victor Hedman. And he finds Anthony Duclair. Vasilevsky can't shift to his left fast enough. And Duclair hits the one-timer for his fifth of the season. And both Anthony Duclair and Patrick Hornquist, both in this game, score their first goals coming back from injury. It took Patrick Hornquist a little bit. You can, I could probably tell that he's still a little hurt from the previous injury, and it's taken him a little bit to get back. And he missed about a week. And so did Anthony Duclair. He missed about a week too. So the Florida Panthers are not, not only got their reinforcements, but they got some players back from injury. Really, the only player who's really gone long-term is Aaron Ekblad. But all the injuries that the Florida Panthers have had this season have been minor, just short-term ones for the most part. So great to see that two players of Anthony Duclair and Patrick Hornquist got on the scoreboard in this one. And then the Ross Colton goal on a fine by Sergachev, a cross-ice pass from the point. And look at the replay again. I challenge all of you guys to look at the replay again. It, it was at the 9.57 mark of the third period. Yandel goes with a board battle with Colton. The puck gets loose, gets it back to the point to Sergachev. And if you look at that cross-ice pass when Sergachev is left right in front of Drieger, Keith Yandel is not even five feet close to... Any Tampa Bay Lightning player, if you look at it again. And in that instance, you saw a bad Yandel. And Chris Drieger had no shot at that one being left wide open. And Sergachev, great vision on the ice. And Ross Colton has been on a great stretch for the Tampa Bay Lightning lately. And yeah, Keith Yandel lost his man on that one. And it came back to. Bite the Florida Panthers in the ass as they were really dominating this game. Here's a few things. The Florida Panthers in this one won the faceoff battle, winning two-thirds of their faceoffs. They got nine, doubled their shots on goal over Tampa Bay, 38-19. to 19. Had a whole bunch of breakaways. Yeah, Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league. But man... Great A opportunities don't take advantage. Defensive laps by Keith Yandel not being 
close to any player leaving Colton open was the difference in this one. And then this game went to overtime. The there was a lot of quick transitions early on in overtime. Mackenzie Weger slipped and there was a breakaway by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Chris Drieger makes a save. And then Panthers quickly go on a breakaway the other way. As, you know, three-on-three hockey, the game's going to be a little faster and the skating is going to be faster. So there's going to be more room to retrieve and go, get in transition quickly. And shortly after the Tampa Bay Lightning stop a Cats breakaway, Victor Hedman goes the other way, is all alone on Chris Drieger, freezes him, and gets it past him for the game winner. Final score of 3-2. to two. The Cats get a point in this one. And they also showed as well, though, that they can play with the best in this league. The Lightning look vulnerable. I'll say that. They look pretty vulnerable. They're Yes, I said earlier in this episode that they're missing Kucherov and Stamkos, but they've been shaky losing to a Detroit multiple times, losing to Nashville multiple times, even though Nashville is on their own run. So they're not unstoppable, but the Florida Panthers could definitely challenge them. And Anthony Duclair even said after the game that they moved on to the next game. They have a short memory after falling short. After, If you didn't look at the final score and you looked at the play on the ice, the Panthers dominated this one. But Vasilevsky with his 36 saves really made the difference in this one. And they're going to have a short memory and they're going to move on to the next game. So Saturday night is a, another big challenge for the Cats. In the next segment, I'm going to go over how the Central Division looks like after tonight's slate of games. You've been listening to Locked On Panthers. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The improved Built Bar is even deliciouser with 18 amazing flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. And today's flavor profile is Cherry Barcia with 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carb. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch with a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insight, and analysis for season-long, dynasty, and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Friday, April 16th, 
2021, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 3-2 overtime road loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So outside of this loss by the Florida Panthers, the Carolina Hurricanes have defeated the Nashville Predators by a final score of 4-1, which now has the Florida Panthers with one point separating the Canes and the Cats. And the Hurricanes have two games in hand, so a lot of ground to make up against the Carolina Hurricanes. And with the loss against Tampa Bay, they're now one point behind Tampa Bay as well, with them having one game in hand. The Chicago Blackhawks' playoff hopes are slowly dwindling down as they take a loss against the Detroit Red Wings by a final score of. 4 to 1 and the Dallas Stars after losing in overtime against the Florida Panthers win against the Columbus Blue Jackets by a final score of 4 to 1 in that one as well and points percentage wise the Dallas Stars have passed the Chicago Blackhawks though with two games in hand for the Dallas Stars they're only one point behind Chicago as Dallas is starting to make up all of their games. So it's going to be a race to the finish as Dallas is slowly making their way up to challenge Nashville. However, there's only one remaining matchup that the Dallas Stars have against Nashville, which will come on May 1st. So something to keep an eye out on for the division. So looks like Chicago is slowly out of it and the Dallas Stars and the Nashville Predators will be fighting for that final playoff spot. Though the Florida Panthers dropped one today, got a point, so they outplayed the opposition, but the chances for the division title are still there as the Florida Panthers will be facing the Tampa Bay Lightning, once again, this Saturday at 7 p.m. at the Emily Arena. Would help, definitely, if the Cats get two full points in regulation to put some more pressure on a Tampa Bay and a Carolina. As, after tonight, three more games against the Tampa Bay Lightning with two more against Carolina starting next Thursday. So this division title race is really coming down to the wire for the Florida Panthers, and they have a great opportunity starting Saturday night, and I'll be back on Monday to break down the weekend for the Florida Panthers before they go on their back-to-back series against the Columbus Blue Jackets at home. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll get notified every time the Locked On Panthers podcast drops. Make sure to follow the Twitter page, LO underscore FLA Panthers, to keep updated on the show as well. Make sure to follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Twitter page, Locked On NHL Pods, and the Crosscheck NHL show as well with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.